Welcome to Life Chats with Friends, discussions with people that are of service to others, sharing insights to help you show up as your best. Brought to you by Antonio Stevens and Twani Fitness. Goldie Goldschmidt, how are you? Welcome to Live Chats with Friends. I am super excited to have you here today to talk to me or to have a conversation around friendships and soulmates. For everybody that is listening, um, Goldie is a dear friend of mine. We have been friends for over 10 years now. She is an artist, a philosopher of thought, a dancer, teacher, an overall explorer of this world. And when I think about friendships and soulmates, Goldie really brings this to life for me, and I hope that through this conversation, she'll be able and will be able to do the same for you. Goldie, for our listeners, why don't you go ahead and share your story, who you are, where you're from, and what are some of the experiences that have shaped your worldview? And we can also talk about our friendship and how we met and how we got here. Yes, well, um, as you said, so I grew up here in Philly, and you know, for me, some of the things that shaped me was actually transferring um, from a high school to another high school because it really put me in a sort of uncomfortable position where I didn't know anybody. And then from there, I grew to just embrace those uncomfortable positions and take it as it was, learn from it, learn from others. Um, and then after that, I traveled, uh, I went, of course, I went to LaSalle and I met some great people, uh, such as yourself and Emma, when we were rowing together. And that in and of itself is an activity where you learn so much about yourself as well as others. And that you and I could, of course, share some stories on. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, right after college, I was really shaped by the travel I did. I was selling art and I was learning and I was learning from the job. I was learning from the crew I was working with, from the guests I met, from the places I traveled to. So it was such a, again, a humbling experience. And one of my favorite quotes that I learned when I was younger was from Socrates, and I'm paraphrasing, um, was just to, it's that I know that I don't know. And from mm. that, I learned, I've just always learned to keep learning, you know, I mean, and, and there are things, of course, you know, it's like, you're never going to know everything. There's no perfect human being who knows that maybe there is, but um, I, it's always just an experience. Life has so much to give and there's so much to look forward to. And I think that, you know, from so many people's situations of whether, whatever aspect they're in, whether it's bad you know, a bad environment or a bad family situation, you can always still grow from it. And I think it's keeping that energy alive in yourself that you can emulate that into life. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, okay, okay. Um, let's jump in. So I've been fortunate, we've been fortunate enough in this lifetime to have the chance to say that we've met, experienced, or have incredible friends and soulmates in our lives. Um, the value of these relationships go far beyond words. And when you know you come face to face with a friend or a soulmate, I really do believe that there's this feel of this this familiarity and a partial sense of home um, in each other. And really today, you know. I'm excited and, and looking forward to jumping into identifying or discussing a bit more, not necessarily identifying, but 
going there to say, you know, what is a friend or a soulmate? What does it look like when that person's in your life? And we also love philosophy. So I'm super excited to bring some of the conversations that we have on a weekly, daily basis um, to this crew, to this audience. And obviously for anybody listening, all of these definitions or some of the definitions, thoughts, and concepts that we'll share are up for debate depending on how you experience the world and your views on your existence within it. So take everything we say with a grain of salt. If it applies, so be it. Again, just hope you find some inspiration in this and or pause to say, who are the people in and around my life and, and what do they mean? Why are they here? So a couple definitions that I'll throw out there, one for uh, friendship and the other for soulmate. The first for friendship, according to Aristotle, for a person to be friends with another, it's necessary that they bear goodwill to each other and wish good things for each other without this escaping their notice. Um, a person may bear goodwill to another for one of three reasons, that he is good, that is rational and virtuous, that he is pleasant, or that he is useful. While Aristotle leaves room for the idea that relationships based on advantage alone or pleasure can um, alone can give rise to friendship, he believes that such relationships have a smaller claim to be called friendships than those that are based partially or wholly on virtue. Those who wish good things to their friends for the sake of the latter are friends most of all because they do so because of their friends themselves, not coincidentally. And then what is a soulmate? Short and simple. And I love this definition and really, really can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. But Plato believed that the density of the soul is to love God and personal friendships and experiences of love can be helpful in learning about love and light, goodness on planet Earth. But the whole point of a soulmate or the whole point of love friendship is to lead to God, one or source. So. I'm curious to hear again what you have to think about these definitions based on your beliefs and spiritual understanding of your being um, and our existence. I think the um, aspect of soulmate, well, it's, well, I'll jump into that um, because as you described Aristotle describing friendship, he also so described souls, soulmates or friendship as what is a friend, a friend is a single soul dwelling in two bodies. And this, of course, gives the question, you know, what is a soul and mm. do we have soul? And I think you raised a point um, in either discussion or maybe when we were discussing prior to this about, well, you know, well-educated people, there's usually a study that they don't believe in these kinds of things. Mm. And I guess that would mean maybe you and I are not well-educated. <laughs> just in the sense that, you know, of course, there you can give scientific evidence and scientific reason to so many things, but I think we also forget that science has been evolving and changing for hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands of years, if you look back. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we still don't have, we don't have concrete evidence, we don't have a site or a credible source to say, oh, well, it was cited in 1786 that a soul was found. You know, it's, it's something you believe and feel. Mm. And so... Going off about friendship as well, and the soulmate aspect of it, of this virtuous thing, of this sort of godly, unearthly thing that we feel, you know, you don't see it. You look in people's eyes, and of course, people say the eyes are the gateway to the soul, 
Well, you know, when you and I first met, we I didn't know that. You know, it, it for me it wasn't. Oh, I knew it. I <laughs> literally saw you on the dock, and I was like, "We're gonna be friends." Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I'll never I saw you walking in class in your blue and red striped shirt with your beats on and your afro, and I was like, "That your afro mohawk," and I was like, "Who is this guy?" Like, <laughs> what's this and then you know, I remember you, I I couldn't pinpoint it, but it was just that. You know, we, for me, a friend, um, friends, especially soulmate friends, like you and I have a very platonic, you know, again, platonic, of course, is that friendly aspect. It's non-sexual. It's just friendliness. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I have always kind of described each other as brother, sister, and just uh, just very close friends. I mean, Mm -hmm. and for those of you who went to college with us, if you're watching, you can finally put at ease, we never dated because I get death stares on campus, you know, who's this girl walking with a very attractive man, I was like, don't date him, but, but I think for us, I think for us, it, or for me, it's the depth of our friendship or what goes into our friendship, like the places that we are able to go without fear of being judged or always knowing that there's no malintent or malice it's always coming from a good place even when the conversation is hard or a realization is hard and it's also going through like really tough moments together and there's something to be said about that absolutely i think you know you and i think that stems from though also a person has to be honest with themselves in those dark aspects of who they are and what they are of course in the light of course we see each other in the light and we always want to make sure that we keep in good standing with ourselves with our family with our friends with society but you really have to be honest about what those qualities and vices, those virtues and vices are about yourself. And then you can be honest with your friends. Like, again, you and I can be, we're very honest, I think, with each other. And we have been over the years. And I've never felt, and this comes down to, again, what comes into a friendship. It is, as you said, it's that effortless, that very easy connection you can make with someone. What kind of conversations can you have? Whether they're Mm -hmm. opposing arguments, can you still have that in a sort of you know, keep that in context. Well, it's just, it's just, you know, an, a, a statement or a belief. I mean, do those beliefs define that friendship or not? And in some cases in my life, those beliefs have come into interfere with the friendship and it sometimes has ended it. Um, and it's a shame because it's like friendships have such deeper context. And luckily with you and I, we've experienced that. And I think that's what it is, experience as well. It's honesty, mm-hmm. it's experience. You know, you and I, we've had some experiences together where <laughs> it's never just been lighthearted. Like, we've had some, I mean, especially with Dark. the last couple of years. <laughs> Those last couple of years of growing, you know, we had some challenging moments, especially you. You really were put through it. And for the audience, I do want to point out as well, um, I realize, Antonio, you do these uh, podcasts a lot, these talk shows a lot, and I listen into them because I think they're fantastic. I'm biased, obviously, Aww. but I think that you as a person, you emulate, again, you emulate a light and this mm-hmm. easiness. People are so attracted to your energy because 
it's an easy energy. And I mean that in a really deep sense because, you know, nowadays everyone has a certain agenda. I mean, especially as you get older, people have agendas, people want things from another. You've always been so open to others and willing to, to learn from others. And unfortunately, you know, people take that for granted. And with oh. you and I, I think you've always, you've always been open for me. You've always been there for me. You've always, and I've tried to return that because this is a friendship which, of course there are aspects that are taken for granted, but I don't think we've ever taken it to a point where it's like, I've ever, it's ever been man, been manipulated or in a nasty mm-hmm. way, or again, had an, an agenda or an angle to it. It's always been very open and upfront and comforting and supportive. You know, we've always had an affinity for that. And we've always been, this is where I say, you know, yin and yang, like we have those moments mm-hmm. of just intertwining and it's always worked. It's never felt like, Oh, well, Antonio's doing this. Oh, I can't like, it's never, it's like, oh, he's busy or, oh, Goldie's not in the country. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But what I love about that is, or first, thank you for um, those kind words. But what I love about what we have, it's like, no matter the time in between, or like you are living your life, you're traveling, you're working, you're abroad for year, years at a time. It's like... I know when you're gonna be on land and it's like, oh, phone call, and we just pick up like right where we left off. Um yeah. I mean it's yeah, it, it's it's you know, it's updates. It's it's again, it's not just talking about, oh, how's your day? It's good. It's not that small chocolate talk. Like you and I get into it. I mean, I Deep. think that's why our relationship <laughs> has been so fulfilling, is because it's not just, you know easy talk. I mean, for us, it is easy talk, but it does get into these deep talks and we always discover more and more about one another, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And even when we don't, even when we have chill moments, it's still comforting. So that something in, or some sort of the, what we pulled from both of those definitions on um, friendships or soulmates being that gateway to God or one or source and in exercising or realizing what it means to be a friend or to have a quote unquote soulmate, like that is the practice of getting closer and closer to God. What are your thoughts on that? And again, I think your perspective will be pretty unique given that because you kind of sit in this like a strong spiritual guide sense understanding but also you have religious beliefs or faith-based beliefs uh faith-based beliefs faith-based beliefs on the other side which i think makes for a very unique perspective on your angle um on what is god what is source and the thought of or the experience of a really strong friendship um and a soulmate getting you to that place closer to god I really, you know, I I appreciate your, and again, this is why it's nice to have a friend who you can be open to about these conversations, because in this day and age, talking about faith and religion is not always, you know, topic of discussion. And again, with you, you're so open to it. And, you know, I, like I said to you before, I think there are, you know, philosophy, religion, spirituality, to me, and I've heard arguments against this, but to me, they all go hand in hand. I mean, it's like a sisterhood. And I think that you can bring every aspect of them. You know, I was raised Catholic. And what I like about being Catholic is just the word in and of itself means universal. I think we forget that although it is a religion with certain dogmas and practices to follow, 
there's a lot of room for who you are and what you are in that religion. Um, of course, people can say otherwise, and I understand that. Um, but for me, it has never served me in a dark, negative way. I've always tried to use it, like I said, for a light, for a comfort. And getting older, of course, you do become, I think it's just natural to become more spiritual if you're inclined to do so. You, Rather than going towards more religious, you're technically going more spiritual. And I, I, again, I love Eastern studies, like studying Buddhism in college for me was eye-opening. And then of course, later learning about the chakras and how there's that connection of body and soul, you know, make you someone in this world. Mm. And then whether that soul reincarnates or if you go to another dimension, you know, that's a topic for another discussion. Do you believe um, souls, do you believe we sort of transcend beyond this lifetime, this existence this experience and i know for me i i believe this is one big simulation and there are if you pay attention like looking around us there's you can see the cycle of life and death expansion contraction like everything it's there are these general patterns that are consistent in and throughout nature and all the things that are happening around us and it's like well if that's true for or if we know that to be true for this broader experience that's happening around us at scale then why is that not true for us our lives why why is that i think i think you know again the soul is such a complicated complex entity and we don't spend enough time in in it i think in this day and age we're in a culture in a time where speed you know gratification instant gratification is what we want so a soul if you look at the life of a tree it's not speeding up you know what i mean it's, <laughs> it's chill it's gonna stay in its own its own cyclical but even uh, the tree life. it's like the tree it's still growing but it also goes through that cycle life of life and death. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, with humans, I, I mean, I put humans, of course, at a higher, I mean, we are a higher being, I mean, than a tree, but yeah, how do we come back? And I don't have a solid answer for that because we don't know. You know, we look into so many religions that say reincarnation or you have to go through the eightfold of path or, you know, you can look at, of course, the religious aspect of, well, you go on to another heaven or whatnot. I would like to think, you know, I would, I, I don't know how to answer that fully, except of course, from my religious experience, I mean, I do hope I go to a higher, you know, a nirvana, a heaven, what we have read about in books. But of course, that again, comes into this human, this anthro, um, this source of sociological, I guess. Sorry, delusion. Yeah, our own delusion we, or understanding. I mean, yeah, we we anthropomorphize God and put mm. him into a human aspect. Of course, in Catholic teachings, his son came down in human form, but mm. we still can't imagine that complete divine sense. Humans are just so fallible; it's just impossible to say, "Oh, I have the answer." You know, it's impossible. And going into the word soul and a soul mm. mate. A soulmate didn't come into existence until the 1820s. I mean, mm. that word is relatively new in the essence of time. And so we're still discovering so much. And I think that, you know, to give answers, concrete answers, you know, this is why you and I are such mm. good friends, because these discussions, we never have a black and white answer. It's, mm -hmm. well, I don't know, uh, because of this, or because of this, or maybe this. You know, it's always that questioning. And that's what mm. I think is so fascinating. And I hope 
is not dying. I hope these conversations do keep prospering because I think conversations now are being diluted with a lot of different kinds of talks. I mean, we're so morphed into looking at the news and what the news is telling us and what, um, you know, headlines are saying or TikTok videos are doing. I mean, we forget that those media aspects or social media aspects are just mm. not, not our lives. They don't define us or our soul. You know, we have to search ourselves in a, in a different kind of setting for those answers. Um, you're not going to find that on the news. You're not going to find that on TikTok. I mean, mm. these are questions you have to search for. And again, travel experience i might not have you know i'm i don't consider myself the most well-read person but i have experience and i keep my senses open and mm. my you know those those you know not just the five senses but of course those you know sen internal. internal senses of mm -hmm. who you are and who you're meeting and how you vibe with them i mean mm. there are certain people i've met in my life you being one of them but who i've just met and thought I, I get this person, like I can find this person. And for me, I have to be careful because I realize sometimes it's a little too, maybe it's a little strong. Hey. Um, <laughs> but for you, it was, I mean, again, vibing with you, it was just easy. And on that note, we haven't even discussed a huge part of our friendship, which is dance. I mean, yes. you and I really got connected with dance. Dance, yeah. And it's a really aspect that yeah. physical expression, I think you mm. and I both take into like very much to heart. And I'm not saying like I'm a good dancer, but I'm just saying in the sense of, you know, it for us, it was just how to have like let yourself be in that moment. And you and I both really took on to that. So I feel like even through that, it's like using something like that to tap into this higher sense of self. And I remember we recently went out and like looking over the crowd and we were like, wow, everybody here is unified by this there's something greater than what we're experiencing like really controlling and shifting this like through the music like that want that sense of oneness sense of unity um yeah. which again i feel like you can experience through a friendship and or a soulmate um two things or i guess kind of one this first bit first um, on soulmates. And I heard this earlier, it was from uh, another spiritual leader guru. And he was saying like, you know, we have this thought around a soulmate being, being like, okay, it's somebody that we need or soulmate implies that we need somebody like we're missing, we're lacking something versus looking at a soulmate as again, like, or a friend, friend, friendship, um, again, as, this vessel mechanism tool to get closer to one to source the thing that you can't explain and through the common thread through all of those is love and so the goal in these relationships is to be like oh like this is a loving relationship this person these persons people take me to this place where i could sit in complete equanimity and and grace and really experience love like 360 and that is where you experience and find god when when you come to that place i think the aspect of love is something we didn't even talk about yet and it is it's love is that surrounding feeling like you know when we think about love. There's so many kinds. I mean, well, there's seven kinds, but I mean, I, <laughs> You're like, I actually know all the kinds. <laughs> um, but you know, for our, I mean, of course, you can have a, a familial love, sexual love, and again, mm -hmm. a platonic love. I mean, let's just go with the three big ones, and and then those, of course, break down in those other loves. But anyway, um, with our kind of love, I think 
it is is so much giving, you know. I think, you know, for me, it's not about taking, it's about just giving. When I giving. can, of mm -hmm. course, like you can't always give, but when you can, it's it's that feeling of, you know, you want to please your friends, or of course, if you have a lover, you want to please your lover. Like devotion, surrender of self. Exactly, um, and yeah, it's love in that sense of yeah, just again that that love. That is a definition in and of itself. We could do a whole talk on. I mean, <laughs> love in the sense of a friend. It's yeah. Mm. It's again that easiness, that sense of well, this person I can confide in. This person understands a part of me. Um, actually, speaking of which, uh, really one of my favorite philosophers, um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, an American philosopher, he said, mm. um, "Friendship requires that rare mean betwixt likeness and unlikeness mm. that picks each other with the presence of power of." consent in the other party. Let me be alone to the end of the world rather than that my friend should overstep by a word or a look is real sympathy. Now, I think the first sentence in, in that is actually really expressive. I think the fact mm. that friendship requires that rare mean betwixt, which I love that word. Betwixt what, what does that mean for people listening? Between. between. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, likeness and unlikeness. Like you and I are obviously I mean, we have so many similarities, but of course we have our differences um, and what we do and, and, and lots of things, but those differences have never hurt either mm. of us. And in friendships, those differences should usually never hurt. Now, of course, in the, some cases where you do fall out with a friend or you go in different paths, it's, it's, it's that way of which you react and that way of how you accept their decision. I mean, did, was it on sour terms? Was it, was it just because of maybe you live in mm. such different areas of the world? Although it's, it's, it becomes eye-opening when you see, okay, well, when you ask yourself those questions, okay, well, what makes a friend a friend? And then what makes, mm. why did that friend fall out? I mean, mm. was it, were we too different? were they did they feel this way was i not responding enough i mean then you have to ask yourself were you in the wrong i mean there's mm. there's so many questions to that of love i mean for me when i've lost a friend because of just differences um which you and i have discussed of that um i know that love will never die mm. it's just we just went in different paths and grew in different ways and they felt you know that well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, do you think we can have, well, obviously we have a ton of friends, but I think like real, honest, deep friendship, like, do you think we can have multiple or many of those as well as soulmates? And I personally think people come into your lives, some are there to teach you something and some are here to stay. But yeah, I think there you have a ton of soulmates and they show up in different forms and some you're meant to create and build with. Some they're, they're meant to be conversations like this. Some are intimate, some are, they show up in the form of teachers and mentors. I feel like there's so many different, different, uh, yeah, it could go in any different which way. And even to your point earlier, that whole point around like, well, well-educated people don't usually believe. And it's like, I think that's a more restricted mindset where it's like, okay, well, soulmate just means one. And this is the one person that's going to just do it all for me. And I, to me, it's more of like a pod or <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like this pod. Who's your pod of people that it's like, okay, my purpose is being fulfilled, I'm my best self, and I'm being of service to other people through 
everything that's happening in and around me. I think with um, I think with a soulmate, you know, I think it's it's such a it should. I mean, it, it, it. I think it's impossible. I think at this day and age, I think people know. I mean, you you are attracted. You know, you're attracted to many people. I don't mean again. I don't mean the sense of like you want to date them. Mm-hmm. I just mean you. Your soul. If you if you believe in that, or if you have a sense of that, at least. Um, you feel that an attraction, this person, I get along really well, his personality, his characteristics, his likes, his interests, they're of mine. And then of course you find out later of those interests that are not the same, if they don't blend well, well then how strong, you know, what's the degree of how we, how well we vibe then, you know, Mm -hmm. these are all things you find out in a friendship over years and time. You know, you and I have been friends for 10 years and I can only imagine it getting stronger. But of course, I like, you know, I've had a friend where we were friends for Mm. over 20 years, but because of our interests, our likes, our views on certain things, I think, and how we reacted to certain situations, we fell apart. And it's a shame because I think she's helped me in my life with many things. And I hope I can, she could say the same about me, whether she does or not. I think I still have. Um, And it's, it's those where I don't forsake that friendship. You know, I kept that friendship because even of times where I felt like I was taken for granted in a wrong way, I still thought, well, you know, our friendship is more important. You know, that mm. love to me is more important. And of course you look at then that goes into aspects of relationships mm. of when you're in a relationship with a partner, you know, mm. do they take me for granted? How much so is this worth being? Am I attracted to someone else who wouldn't take me for granted? Well, then you have to, you, you measure all these aspects of these relationships and friendships are usually easier to hold and obtain because you can allow those distances and times Mm. and being taken for granted a little bit more so than of course in a relationship with your partner um and that being said the soul in those again you're you're gonna find different souls where you're like wow like i remember sometimes (laughs) traveling and just i have another girlfriend of mine like not only are you for me like a soul brother. I mean, I have a soul sister. She is a good friend. I met on ships and she lives in Romania and she and I just, we got along so well. I mean, she was really a huge part of my life. I went to her wedding in Romania. Like I felt, you know, I, it was, again, it's just one of those comfortable feelings. And again, you do feel a sense of ease. I don't have to Mm. say or impress or do anything. I just want to be there for her. I want to please, I want to be supportive. I want to give and mm-hmm. it, that loving aspect again it comes into play you can give love to so many people i mean mm-hmm. and you should is it hard yes i have a temper i don't always give love to people i don't like <laughs> but give i give up I, anger and love everyone that's that's the answer that's the solution to all of our problems <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the hardest one but it's the, the god honest truth <laughs> you're not honest with yourself about how much love or who you're loving or maybe suppressing that anger because pride will come out your pride mm. you don't want to be hurt you don't want your ego to be damaged or dented so you're going to protect yourself first and then you look at who's damaging you why they're doing it and can you and then that element of forgiveness in friendships again it's usually easier to do so because it doesn't always occur in that way friends again there's like a stretchier band if you want to put it in that sense of like having a sort of string between you if it is it rigid or is it flexible for you and i it's always been flexible i think um mm. you know when you came to singapore and i was there i mean that one night i forgot that to was crazy you, I think, I know, I'm sorry, but you know, you know we had to <laughs> um 
we still had a great, you know, we still had such a great time and that's a memory for both of us. And we can laugh, you know, it's even in those, in the senses of when in college, when we had those bad memories, you know, with mm. our certain coaches, um, <laughs> we still made the best of it and it made our friendship stronger. You know, Emma mm. is a great example of someone who's always remained strong. She's quiet, but she's still a strong person. And again, she's someone who I might not talk to for weeks, but she can pick up the phone and tell me about anything she needs to. I mean, and she does. And I have too. I mean, it's those kinds of friendships that last when you can mm. allow that flexibility, that that mm. malleable sort of tan like way of interacting with one another, not judging, not mm. expectation, not this sort of um, inferiority complex. You know, you're always just open to whatever they have to say. And of course, mm. being able to say whatever you need to as well. Are there any circumstances where a friend would or should fall out with you? Um, like they're feeling nudged to do so, or they feel as though the relationship no longer serves them? Is that, and to me, I'm like, well, yeah, if, you, if that's how you feel, like who am I to force you to be somewhere where you don't want to be or to be engaging in something that you don't want to engaging if if that's what it means for you to grow and to continue evolving as a human being then so be it it may be tough and i support that but so be it and i know you shared an example that's a little bit different so yeah i mean even like how you went about navigating that like separating what you may be feeling emotionally versus what this other individual has decided is like the best next thing for them in their lives. Yeah, I mean, and the way that happened, I mean, it was, I mean, I, I, I know, like, I look at that situation and I still, and I am going to say, I don't feel as guilty as I think they wanted me to feel about certain aspects because I don't think they were also measuring my side of the story. Now, I wasn't ready to let go of that friend, but they were, they felt that this was the, the last straw. And so, so of course, you know, I'm not going to mean, what, mm. <laughs> how do you force someone to stay in a friendship? You know what I mean? It's hey. like, well, they kind of, they kind of tie them. <laughs> and, and, and again, I, I understand where they're coming from in a, to a point, And I, that's why I tried to explain mm. my point, but it didn't, it didn't satisfy their thoughts or whatever. And maybe they wanted it. Maybe they wanted it for a while, you know? And again, I don't, I don't have any ill will towards them. I always wish them the best and I hope they're stay safe and with their families and everything. Um, but it is what it is. And then of course I have to move on with my life. And, and I do look at it as well, you know, I don't, there were certain aspects where I did feel a little, always felt like I had to keep an eye on like how or say or what I say because I don't. And kind of coming out of that, I realized, well, maybe this was a better decision. Maybe because mm. I do have friends where I don't have to have that sense of filter yeah, and hiding. Yeah. Filtering. Exactly. So I felt, mm. I mean, it's again, sad. And maybe one day we'll have a conversation about it. But, and it's something that I'm not, I mean, I don't, I think at the same time, I don't want to take that for granted. Again, I don't, for time and distance, it's one thing. Like I, you know, when I was traveling, I just, mm. I couldn't always get in contact with friends or when I was living abroad recently, you know, the time difference and my situation, just what was going on in my life. It wasn't always uh, feasible for me to call a friend just to say, hi. I mean, I sometimes need to focus on what I was doing with mm. my partner and how we were going to set up our life, mm. um, which we're still doing. And, um, 
that being said, I think friendships are something that needs to be worked at and constant communication. Oh, Any yeah. relationship needs constant communication. communication. Yeah. And sometimes that communication can fall short. And even when you try to explain, it doesn't satisfy. Um, and I think, again, it, it comes down to that openness. Well, you know, again, I'm someone I know I have a little bit of a temper <laughs> and I sometimes can hold a grudge. Um, but I try to always remember to kind of, again, check myself, be honest with myself about what I'm doing. Okay, am I in the wrong? Okay, should I reanalyze this on my side? And I try to, as again, as honest as I can. And I also will look towards friends and particularly family. Those people, again, who know you when you're honest mm -hmm. with yourself and you can be honest with them about certain situations. Like, you know, some dark things about me. And when I come to you, I expect honest answers. You know, I expect you when I say, listen, I did something I need to talk to you about or, you know, whatever the situation may be. I mean, you've known things in my past, which you've really again you've been supportive and guided me and helped me and i can say the same from emma and sean and bora and a few of our other friends and other girlfriends and guy friends in my life who i've really just thought i can trust their answer and their response and what they're going to mm. say and then there are those friends who maybe you can't or maybe they don't satisfy what you're looking for i mean for me it's not that i'm looking for an answer i just want to have an honest answer and i feel like if you're coming from that place of you know me you're not going to judge me but you're going to give me something honest and true mm. And sometimes in the certain case, it might not be what I want to hear, but what I need to hear. To hear. That's what that's what I need. And that's what a friend is. They give you honesty. They don't just satisfy your feelings or give mm. you the gratification that you're looking for. They're honest because they come from a, a different point of view that sometimes you just need to hear. So here's another quote for your reaction based on what you just shared. So it says, friends hold a mirror up to each other. Um, through that mirror, they can see each other in a way that would not otherwise be accessible to them. And it is this mirroring that helps them improve themselves as a person. And again, if we think about the the thought and idea of friendships of a friend and then those being gateways mechanism lever to this experience or sense of god then is it fair to say that the way that this whole system is designed we need friends we need soulmates and that's our way out of all the karma that we're working through to get to this place of dharma and yeah, living lives of purpose, living lives of meaning or committing to, again, selfless service um, to help other people figure out and navigate this life. Mm, I think I love that quote because, you know, a mirror, it's not necessarily exact. It's reflective. So, you, of course, you're seeing the opposite side. And I think friends, we, we're a sociological creature. You know, we need interaction with other human beings if not then we become a recluse and we i mean we you can read stories about that of people who've lived by themselves and you know and we look at them like that's such an odd thing because we're so used to growing up with humans mm. around us and i mean it, i mean that's just from of course a biological point of view <laughs> um and then looking at that towards again this this feeling of souls and how we attract one another and what we're attracted to we, we do, we need each other. We need friends. We need mm -hmm. that sense of, we rely on one another, you know, we rely for that nurturing aspect. And we looked, I mean, of course, men and women might look for different things in each other. Um, but again, it comes down to, can I try, it comes down to trust. It comes mm -hmm. down to 
um, you know, again, rely in some cases reliability and just, mm. I, I think we also forget again, love and laughter. I mean, it's these simple things we look to now, of course, I think more well-educated people, would, you know, again, you know, I think the more you, I think this more scientific approach to it, you know, it, it lends a cynical point of view. And of course, people don't, aren't attracted to that. You know, you're mm. attracted to a lightheartedness. We all, mm. if you look at the mass population, you know, there's, most of us are looking for those, those feelings of love and acceptance mm. and, and whatever we can satisfy in that sense. And then there's, of course, that few percent who can, and I was just had a conversation with um, a student of mine. Um, he works at this network and he works for this woman, um, very big boss, and she's very like a shark at work. You know, she's extremely good at what she does at her job, but of course she cuts her time down with her family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course you can have those aspects of life and some people can make it work, but usually we've seen in just cliche movies or aspects, it doesn't always work. You know, you need to be open. And I've, and I haven't been meaning to avoid the sense of the God mm. sense, the God source, but of course I do believe that this all does come down to this divine sense. You know, we're mm. looking for these ideals, you know, Plato talks about the ideals and we all still strive for them today, whether we realize it or not, you know, we strive to be better at um, better looking, better fit, you know, a better at our jobs, better at sports, better at, you know, working in an office environment, working at, in your own family home. And we look to be better humans mm. and creatures. And that also, not just the physical vessel we're in, but our souls, that we has to that. have improvements based on it too. How are mm. you taking care of yourself? How are you giving back? How are you mm. looking at your family and responding to what they want? How are you looking what society wants? I mean, those come also from a sense of internal. I mean, you have to ask yourself those hard questions about yourself and about how you work with society, how you work with your family, how you work with your friends. And is that bettering everyone or is that hurting them? Mm. You know, these are hard questions that we we have to ask. Mm. How will someone know when they have a true friend and or a soulmate in their lives based on what you've experienced um, so far in the time that you've been on planet Earth? <laughs> well, I've definitely found a soulmate friend. I mean, you and I, I think are just, I just, I've never felt more, I do always have, for me, I can say I have a strong connection with you. I mean, our friendship mm -hmm. has always been just easy. Now, the one time I felt like our friendship <laughs> was when we did a haunted house and you would sacrifice me to a <laughs> That's when I didn't feel I was safe in our friendship. Peter to the like, wolves. <laughs> <laughs> so, besides that, I think our friendship is great. <laughs> you know, I mean, again, you and I have, we just, we have, you know, we've seen those embarrassing sides of one another. We've seen those, again, dark sides or, you know, we've questioned each other, like, is this what's best for you? Mm. Is this going to help you? You know, and I, I've seen you when you were working and doing the fitness competitions, I was worried because to me, I didn't see you in a great, you looked fantastic, but you, and I mean, like you were, you were at your prime of like, but your <laughs> mind, what you, how you held yourself. It was it, dark. It, it, was, it was like a heavy, like a burden. It was dark and sultry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> if only they knew. Um, but so I think, you know, it's uh, going back to what you said, which I just think that, 
I know our, our friendship for me, just to kind of sum up, I just think it does come down to love. It comes down to being open and honest. I just, I mm. can't reiterate that enough because I think people think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't realize how mm. easy it is to put things in the back of the mind or not think mm. about them or to, you know, let a friend, you know, kind of show them a bit of our heart, you know, open up that heart a little bit and show them those fears and scares and those ugly mm. parts that we're not used to seeing ourselves. Oh, I love that. I love that. Pulling that out. Um, okay, so I think this this might be a good place for us to wrap. And like I say to all the guests, I hope this is not our last conversation. I hope we feel inspired to talk about something else. Um, in this vein, I love these sorts of conversations. Um, hopefully, as we continue to have our phone calls, we'll be like, oh, yeah, let's bring this to the stage. Um, well, you and I could do that with a lot of topics. <laughs> we talked about a lot of things. <laughs> Some of which may not may not be suitable for <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's dive into rapid fire. So um, you can give me one sentence for each of these, which might be a little bit hard, but let's try to stick to one sentence. Um, in a sentence, how would you describe your life purpose? I was going to say the cheesy quote, which I told you I hate. <laughs> to be unapologetically me. No. Mm. Um, to be true. Mm. I like that. <laughs> I like it. Um, and I could totally see that. Um, what's been your biggest aha moment this year? That I... Again, I think this... I, I think I told you recently, I discovered something about myself of what I think my biggest aha moment was that I am, I like to think of myself as a humble person, and yet <laughs> there are aspects of my life where I do search for, um, I do search for that need, that sort of satisfaction for myself, and I look for that in, in people, and mm. I need that, I, I think that's something that's important to me, and um it's it's something I found in my partner and it's something I find again in my friends. Thank you for yeah, your vulnerability and sharing that with everyone. Um, what's your favorite word? Evidently. Really? I've, I've used it a lot this year. I think it's one of the <laughs> my favorite. Well, evidently. evidently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what are you reading right now? I'm finishing up. It's been taking me a while to finish this book, um, Women Who Run With Wolves. Mm. Brilliant book. Um, it really goes into a lot of um, legends and myths and ties them into um, scientific fact by a wonderful woman. Um, she basically, it's how women react in today's society and then how legend ties into that. Mm. Um, legends from all parts of the world. Uh, mm. I recommend it highly to any man or woman who wishes to read it. Okay, I will have to check that out, and we could also add, uh, we could also add a link in the show notes for anybody that is interested. Goldie, where can people find you? Oh, 
I don't know. Everywhere. <laughs> um, they can find me on LinkedIn, um, preferably LinkedIn. Uh, it's Catherine Goldschmidt. Of course, my very close friends and colleagues know me as Goldie, which I keep for those close friends and colleagues. <laughs> um, but they can find me on LinkedIn as Catherine Goldschmidt. Awesome. Goldie, thank you so much for being us, uh, being, being us. Evidently, I can't speak. Thank you so much for being here with us today. This has been such a treat, such a pleasure. I'm really happy that we've created the space and time to do this. Again, I hope that we can do this, continue to do this in the future, or we feel inspired to do something else. Thank you so much, and thank I you. will speak to you soon. You will. Thanks for tuning in to the session. If you enjoy, be sure to tell a friend or share this. See you next time.